What you're about to hear breaks all the rules of conventional wisdom. And here's the thing about it. The, the first thing is lots of people um, don't use a lot of crankbaits for panfish, mm-hmm. but if you look at it during the warm water periods when the fish are aggressive, um, and we're not talking you know, using big baits, we're using a small number three and number four hornets, uh, which are pretty small baits. So we're using small baits, and like with those perch, um, we would troll along at about 1.7, 1.8 miles an hour with that planter board. And I mean to tell you, Kevin, the board would dart back um, just like when a walleye hits that bait because these fish are pretty aggressive. Yes, you heard Mike Frisch talk about crankbaits, planer boards, and panfish all in the same breath. The crazy details are coming up. Fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me And when I'm fishing, ball bunking country This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country Time to check back in with Mike Frisch. Uh, obvious a, gu- a guy, Mike, uh, that goes to the beat of his own rubber. We've had some interesting topics this year, and we got another interesting one today. Uh, planer boards, crankbaits, and panfish. And i got to tell you, I've never heard those three terms used uh, simultaneously before. Um, well, Kev, that's something that a lot of people would say the same thing. <laughs> um, but actually what, what's happened is in the last couple of years, I've been fortunate through our Fish in Midwest television uh, to fish with a couple of guys. Uh, one of them, his name is Brad Jensen. He lives in eastern South Dakota, and he guides over on Big Stone. And Big Stone's got a, a really good perch population right now. We actually did a TV shoot where we trolled a uh, drop-off edge, say the 8- to 10-foot edge, where the lake uh, transitions down into the basin. And it's kind of a a, not a real fast drop, so it's kind of more of a taper. And what we did is we trolled small uh, Salmo hornets, and to spread lines to get uh, cover a lot of water, we actually used four planer boards to um, spread the lines. And what a planer board does is, by design, it it what happens is you you pinch the line, you replace your line in two pinch clips. They're called after you have your bait out, say a hundred feet. You pinch your line into the board, and when you set the board in the water, the design of the board, as you let more line out, it, the board goes out to the side of the boat. So you have your bait, you know, whatever trolling distance you want it. We lots of times use about 80 to 100 feet of line out. But we have that bait out, and then that board goes out to the side, and then you can put one board out to the side, say 100 feet out, and put another board out 60 feet if you want, and even a third board out 30 feet. And on the other side, you could do the same thing. So depending on how many anglers you have, what state you're fishing, fishing, so on and so forth, you can cover a lot of water. But what we did in that particular day is it was Brad and I, and Big Stone's a two-line per angler uh, fishery. So we had two lines out to each side, and we covered this um, long uh, sloping break line like I t- talked about, and we just trolled with those small 
uh, hornets, and we caught a bunch of jumbo perch in that 10 to 12-inch range. And so this is a technique that any lake where you've got flats that perch like, might like to roam across, so any, any lake where you have that type of situation where the fish are scattered and you can make long passes like that, that, uh, that trolling pattern works good. Um, and then the other thing is last year on another TV shoot, we did a, a crappie shoot using a planer board. And what we were doing there is we were trolling a, um, a there was a, a, sh- a short flat that came out from shore with reeds and then maybe 20 feet out from the edge of the reeds, the water dropped from about 8 feet into 20 feet, and the crappies were suspended along that drop, and the water was really clear, and they were up high in the water column. And what we did is we trolled that crankbait um, on that board, uh, ran the board right across the top of the fish because the, the fish would spook from the presence of the boat. Okay. Um, so that that's kind of the, the two presentations or two situations where we where, where we used it a lot last year. You know, it's just it, what I find interesting is uh, there's probably other people who do this, but seriously, I've done this show a long time. I've talked about a lot of different techniques with a lot of different anglers. I have never heard that before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here's the thing about it. The, the first thing is lots of people um, don't use a lot of crankbaits for panfish, mm-hmm. but if you look at it during the warm water periods when the fish are aggressive, um, and we're not talking, you know, using big baits, we're using the small number three and number four hornets, uh, which are pretty small baits. So we're using small baits, and like with those perch, um, we would troll along at about 1.7, 1.8 miles an hour with that planer board. And I mean to tell you, Kevin, the board would dart back, um, just like when a walleye hits that bait because these fish are pretty aggressive. In that crappie fishing situation, um, the key to the boards in that situation was these fish were suspended out off that weed line, and they, as day got later and later, the fish were coming up higher close to the surface. We only had about 30 feet of line out behind the board because the fish were that high up in the water column and our bait was running about five or six feet down. Um, if we would have tried to get right on top of those fish, the water was ultra clear. They would have spooked from the presence of the boat. So having that board with that short line, the bait was still running fairly shallow, but we had the board out to the side of the boat, so now the boat's not spooking them. And we did catch a few fish on the line that we cast out behind the boat and were just kind of hand-holding, but the vast majority of those crappies, and here's the other thing, we got some 10, 10 and a half inch bluegills that day doing it as well. Really? So, yep, it's, uh, <laughs> um, it was actually a really fun shoot. In fact, it's one of the, we did an episode for Fish in the Midwest TV on it last year, and it's one of the episodes that probably got the most comments that people were commenting about what a, you know, a unique way to fish, and we got a lot of people asking, you know, will this work in my lake? What size line were you using? Different things like that. So, um, yeah, because what we did there is we just had that stretch was a long stretch of that weed line, and like I said, those crappies moved up late in the day and got higher and higher in the water column, and it was a great way to put the bait right through them, and, and we caught a bunch of them. And other thing is crankbaits seem to catch bigger panfish than our traditional, you know, smaller uh, mini baits that we like to fish during the summer as well. Much more to come with Mike Frisch, plus it's Lake of the Weekday.
This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country with your host, Kev Jackson. He's the one asking the stupid questions. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Talking crankbaits, planer boards, and panfish with Mike Frisch. Conversation we had a couple of years ago, well worth repeating. So, next time you say to yourself, this is just crazy enough, it might work. Yes, it might work. <laughs> and, and and what happened was, um, the perch thing, this guy, Brad, has been doing, doing that for several years now, and he and I had actually talked about it at, during a big stone walleye tournament um, that I was fishing. I got to know Brad several years ago, and now he works with us in School of Fish as well, and he told me, he said, you know, this crankbait planer board thing that we do on big stone for walleyes catches those jumbo perch in late summer as well and i said well i said that would make sense to me and we went out and did it and then then the crappie one that we did last year what happened there was um the guy his name is chad peterson he's a, a crappie expert in the alexandria area chad was catching some of those fish casting crankbaits to him and then he would troll some with um, you know, just long line troll out behind the boat. And one of the things that I asked him, and I said, do you think a planer board in that situation would be advantageous? And he said, you know, he said, I never really thought about that. Well, when we went out to do the shoot was kind of the first day that he'd done it. We used that board just to kind of experiment to see what would happen. And actually the board ended up catching more fish than the line that we, we handheld. And again, we believe it was because as those fish were moving up the feed late in the day, that board was running that bait through them without the boat passing over the top and spooking them. Well, it, it again underscores what I've always been told, what guides have always said, what uh, anglers have always said. You got to be diverse. You got to be willing to try new things. Uh, certainly, you were, and uh, wow, a pretty amazing technique. Well, it, it is, and you know, and and like I said, in the crappie situation, um, Chad was really the one that he told me. He said. Mike, he said, if we go to do that, he said, I'll guarantee you um, the bigger, the biggest fish we'll catch during the day. He said, if we fish various techniques, he said, I've done it enough. He said, I guarantee you that the biggest fish that we'll catch are the crankbait fish. And he was spot on in that because we did earlier in the day, we did fish some other methods. When we went to the, the crankbaits, the, the fish were bigger. Uh, the thing that I was really impressed with was the size of the blue eels that we caught. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, a 10-inch blue eel is kind of rare in our state now. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like crankbaits catch bigger bigger fish, especially when we're talking about panfish as well. Well, you know, when, when, before we even record it, I'm asking you, planer boards, crankbaits, and panfish, is that one topic or three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it, it's one. And, and the thing... One of the things about planer boards, Kev, that I think we in Minnesota, you know, we're a one-line state. Yep. In the states where you can use multiple lines, planer boards are really popular. Um, guys use planer boards to troll crankbaits, obviously, for walleyes. They use them to troll bottom bouncers and spinners for walleyes. Um, and we don't use them as much in Minnesota. But the other thing, uh, we had a situation last summer uh, Bob Jensen and I did a TV shoot on Lake Reno in the Alexandria area, and we were fishing, we were trolling a basin for walleyes, and we could see some fish up high in the water column as the day progressed. We were trolling a 22-foot basin, and 
we actually put a bait out that we could see fish at that 10, 12 foot range. We put a bait on a shorter line so it wouldn't dive as deep, and we ran one bait off to the side with a, off that planer board then to, because we felt that, uh, again, fairly clear water. If we put the boat over the top of fish in 12 feet, we might spook them. So we ran that bait on a shorter line, like I said, on the board, and that was the one that ended up catching most of the fish that day as well. So it's a situation where they don't get used a lot, but a board in inland waters in Minnesota is still an option at times as well to help us catch more fish. Great, great topic with Mike Frisch, outstanding guide in Paul Bunyan country, as well as the proprietor of the School of Fish, part of the Mission Fish in the Midwest family. Uh, Mike, if somebody's really curious and wants to uh, learn how to do it and set up a trip with you, how can they do that? Uh, they can give me a phone call. My phone number is 218-731-8141, or they can visit the Fishing the Midwest website and my guide information and and uh, all the stuff about our TV show and School of Fish is there as well. And the other thing, too, Kev, on the Fish in the Midwest website, in the 2016 episodes, they can uh, go into their, I think it's episode number 8, either 8 or 10, I'm not sure, but is the crappie fishing one with, with the mini planer boards, the little offshore boards that we used that day. And then in the 2015 series um, episodes, is the the planter board perch one as well and we go through all the details on that show as well so if folks want to see it um, in video they can see it there as well all right mike appreciate your time today thank you you bet Kev. we'll discover the latest lake of the week next if you're not listening to fish and paul bunyan country we can talk about you and your poor decision making skills Well, once again, we check in with Dave Weitzel out of the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office as today's Lake of the Week sends us uh, over to Northholm where we're uh, checking out Island Lake. And again, uh, Dave, uh, a a well-known lake uh, with a pretty good, healthy walleye uh, population. Yeah, correct. This is a lake that I think has had some special regs on it. Am I correct on that? Yeah, uh, it's had a 17 to 26-inch protected slot limit for walleye since uh, 2005. And it's also been managed for northern pike with a 24 to 36-inch protected slot limit that goes back to 2002. Okay. Now, is that maintained or or is the uh, the new northern regs in effect now? No, in, in this case, uh, we still have that 24 to 36 inch uh, special regulation in place with the three fish bag limit out there. Uh, and this is a case where we've had pretty good luck with that regulation, and, and we want to uh, allow it more time so we can really understand how these regulations might affect our fish populations. Well, as I take a look at it, you know, it's, you don't have tons and tons of northerns, but it looks like the ones you have in there. It's an it's a good solid population and and the sizes are good uh, an average uh, fish of over three pounds and that's a that's a really good number. Yeah, it, it is, and it's it's kind of this neat situation uh, where you can go out and have the opportunity to to catch a bunch of northerns and, and have the size quality be really good. And um, unfortunately, that's become kind of a, a rare circumstance. It seems like a lot of our lakes, you'll have the opportunity to catch a whole lot of northerns, but the average size is really poor. 
Um, this is a case where, you know, you could go out and, and maybe even catch uh, a couple of 30-inch type fish in a day, uh, along with a bunch of smaller ones to take home and eat. Yeah, and uh, and that's uh, kind of what you were hoping for when you implemented that regulation, I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then now let's get to the walleyes again. Uh, a good, solid uh, standard gillnet number of 5.8 per net. That's a good number. And the uh, average weight up near 2 pounds, just shy of that. Uh, so good, healthy populations and, and sizes. Yep, correct. Yeah, in fact, um, since uh, since the... 2010 survey that uh, that you're looking at, uh, we've had the opportunity to go out and do some special netting in 2013 uh, to, to evaluate our stocking program and the uh, protected slot limit for walleye. And we actually had a walleye catch rate near uh, near um, 13 per gill net, which is the highest we've ever seen on the lake. Uh, and that wow. coincides with the time where um, anglers have reported excellent fishing out there. That's a That's a huge number. It, it is, yeah. It's uh, it's quite impressive. Um, yeah, you. I mean, you, you know, other, Red Lake, you maybe see that, but that, not many others. Right. Yep. Um, well, what what would you attribute to the uh, ability for walleyes to thrive in that lake? I know there's a lot of structure there. Um, I'm assuming there's uh, there's plenty to eat too for the walleyes. There is. Yeah. There, there's plenty to eat. In fact. Uh, Perch numbers have been near 60 per gillnet in the past, uh, even above that in that 2013 special assessment. Uh, so there's plenty of prey. There's tulipy in the lake. Uh, and then it also has excellent habitat for walleye. It's got the right amount of fertility. Uh, you know, it's about a 3,000-acre lake uh, with really good habitat. Um, you know, there's, there's some natural reproduction that occurs in the lake, uh, and that's... Uh, coupled with some fry stocking that we do out there. So it seems like we get really good recruitment. We're getting uh, pretty consistent year classes out there. How about uh, crappies, bluegills, panfish? How are they doing? Uh, they're doing okay, uh, but when you look at the habitat that's in the lake, it definitely favors uh, walleye and yellow perch more than it favors bluegill and black crappie. Uh, so those species are out there. Uh, kind of in limited number, uh, but the good news is when they occur in low numbers, they tend to grow to a large size. Um, so it's it's probably not the kind of lake that you're going to go to and catch 50 sunfish, uh, you know. But if you don't mind catching lower numbers, you, you'd have a shot at some large fish, maybe nine and ten inch type fish. Oh, wow. uh, kind of the same thing with the crappies. Uh, if you get into them, there, there's the opportunity to catch some really large ones. I noticed also that uh, there is a, some smallmouth bass showing up. Yeah, they were first observed in 2003, uh, and we're not exactly sure how they showed up into the lake, um, but they ended up in the lake and uh, have kind of established a, a population um, that we'd consider moderate in numbers, but a fairly decent size structure, uh, you know, so you can catch some decent smallmouths out there. I don't think we've seen any 20-inchers or anything like that, um, but you could catch some fish that were uh, 15 to 17 inches for sure. What about the development on this lake? Is there a lot of it, I, or or is it uh, kind of those get out of the way lakes? Uh, no, it's it's fairly well known and fairly well developed. I would, yeah, I would, I would think so. I mean, that's a <laughs> if I lived in that neck of the woods, that might be where I want to be. Uh, what about right, the absolutely? What about the island itself? Do you know much about that? I mean, is that a place people can hang out, or how does that? Is it privately owned? Do you know? 
Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I know that it's not developed. Um, I know it's, uh, it's kind of a neat place to go out and look for uh, waterfowl. Uh, a lot of birds and a lot of shorebirds will hang out by the island, so it's a very scenic spot. Um, if you're out there fishing, you might want to do a little fishing around the island just to enjoy the beautiful wildlife out there. That's, uh, that's kind of why we live up here, right, for things like that? Absolutely. Well, if we're wanting to check out Island Lake, uh, where do we go to get on it? Where are the, uh, the, um, the um, ramps? The, the best access is uh, right off Highway 46, just south of North Home. Okay, uh, so just good, just on 46 south of North Home, you'll you'll see the signs. Pretty easy to find. Yeah, correct. Okay, um, anything else I need to know about this lake? Uh, not really. I mean, it's been one of our hottest lakes over the last three to five years. Uh, really, the only complaint I get is that uh, the fishing's so good that it's getting too much fishing pressure. <laughs> um, at least that's what uh, how the locals feel about it. Um, but as a fisheries manager, you kind of like to hear that the lake's popular and people are catching fish, so we take that as a sign of success. Once again, for those who are going to give it a try, uh, the slot limit for northerns? 24 to 36 inches with a three-fish bag limit. Okay, and, uh, and for walleye? 17 to 26 inches, uh, and that's the standard six-fish limit. Okay, and like you say... There's been plenty of people out there, and uh, most of them have not been disappointed. Correct, yeah. Okay. It is Island Lake. It's our Lake of the Week. And Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office had all the details. Dave, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Anytime.